0: Hello everyone And welcome back to Indie Talk I am your host, Paul Martinez uh, Today we're going to take a look at the latest episode of Lucha Underground As well as PWG This is a show that actually happened at the end of February I believe it was the 28th of February And oh, what a show it was To show you how good a show it was I always say, we always put the best show off for last, and that's always been Lucha Underground. But not today. Today we're going to open with Lucha Underground. Which is, I believe, episode 21, I believe. I have trouble remembering uh, where we are on this. But uh, it's the one from last Wednesday, which would have been April 1st. And the show opens in the office of Dario Cueto. He seems to be shining a belt of some sort. And uh, in comes Big Rick, along with two other guys, named Killshot and The Mac. Now, I recognized Mac right away. That's actually Willie Mac from NWA Hollywood. I actually had to research to find out who Killshot was. That happens to be a guy by the name of, I think it's Sean Strickland. Another last name was Strickland. He He's kill shot wearing this red mask With kind of like a bullseye on it These are Rick's, I guess, boys And he tells Dario That he heard it was him Who put the hit out on him Of course, Quentin's gonna deny this Although we all know he did Because we saw when he did it um, Dario says, look, tonight begins The Trio's Tag Title Tournament and he will put Rick and his boys in the tournament. And uh, Rick says okay. And then they basically like rob him of some money. <laughs> I don't know, They just demanded that he, he give them stacks of money, which he did. It was okay. Um, Dario, great as always. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, this new team later tonight. Then we go to the ring. for opening match is Angelico versus Johnny Mundo. This was like a match of counter-wrestling at its best, really. It was just like one move after another being countered, a lot of evasions. Very defensive-minded match. Uh, there are, of course, though, a lot of kicks, a lot of knees, a lot of forearms. In the end, though, it's Johnny Mundo who hits like Finley Mundo for the win. Two and a half stars. It was a fine match. They're kind of pushing that Johnny Mundo's going to start Working that way back towards the title. Uh, after the cage match with Quito and now this. So it looks like Mundo's on the push right now. Then we get this kooky video for Black Lotus and, and Angela Fong. She's talking about how the man who took her oh, was there when her parents were murdered. And he's training her in lucha to gain revenge. I don't know what to say to this. But I will say that this was right out of a Robert Rodriguez slash Tarantino film. I mean, right out of it. If you are a fan of either one of those guys' movies, then you will know what I mean to see this segment. We go down to the catacombs now, and uh, Mundo comes across Alberto El Patron. They have one of those conversations where you're very cordial and friendly, yet being confrontational at the same time this was a really good tease for a future program between the two. Switched back to the office of Dario, where he's talking to Sexy Star about wanting her to be a part of the tourney, but her partners are still out, thank goodness. He told her she's gonna team with Superfly and Pentagon Junior against Big Rick's team. She says okay and she leaves. Uh, side note, well she doesn't say okay, she doesn't say Anything at all. She just, I don't think she's another one like Puma. Who's never spoken. <laughs> that I can remember. I actually that's a lie. She has spoken in the rings. She's cut a promo with subtitles. So I actually now I'm thinking about it. She has spoken. But she does not speak at all. In this segment with Dario. As I was beginning to say. On a side note. you know We all know Sexy Star is a very nice looking woman. But in this vid. She had her hair up. And was not jeans and a blouse. Wow. She, whew, she was stunning. Back to the ring. And uh, we have Aerostar versus Drago. This is match four of the best of five series. In which Aerostar leads two to one. Throughout the early part of the match, it seems Aerostar seems to be constantly trying to get a roll up for a quick fall. You know, like small packages, sunset flips, whatever. Just keeps trying to pull off this sneaky, almost victory. Which, I don't know, I would have thought that seems kind of like the strategy Drago would take, being that he's down to the one and he's just trying to steal a win to even it up. But it was the the strategy of Aerostar in this match. In the end, uh, Drago hits a spinning crossbody, looked really nice. Then a crucifix type roll up. And he ties the series at two. Two and a half stars. It was a very solid but on the quick side. Not given a lot of time, but this episode had a lot of um not in the ring segments. A little more than usual. So and we get another one now as we go back to Dario's office with Eva Son of Havoc, and Angelico in there again. Dario says pretty much that they suck his singles. So he's putting them as a team in the Trios tournament next week. Uh, By the way, I really love that they're doing the Trios tourney. Um, Nobody else is doing that. It sets them apart. Good job, Lucha Underground. And so we get our main event. It's Big Rick, Mac, and Killshot versus Sexy Star, Superfly, and Pentagon Jr. Pentagon cuts a promo to his master. And he's going to win these titles by himself. You know, he has weak partners. And basically, doesn't want anything to do with them. He's just going to fight by himself against the other three men. And the match starts off with Pentagon Jr. and Mac. They go at it a while. Both men hitting some nice offense. Uh, uh, Pentagon, though, dominating most of it. But when Mac gets a couple moves in, they're pretty good. Superfly wants a blind tagging, which kind of pisses Pentagon off. But, you know, he leaves the ring. Then the match starts to get wild at this point. You know, not a lot of tags. There's everybody flying in and out of ring, dives, or what have you. Pit the guy gets back in the ring, and he is amazing. There's so many amazing offenses this guy has. I talk about it all the time. He really has become one of my favorite guys in the business right now. But in the end, it's Rick's team that wins after a double uh, stomp of top from kill shot onto Superfly. Gave the match two and a half stars, mostly due to Pentagon's uh, amazing work. After the match, Pentagon goes to break Superfly's arm. But uh, Sexy Star makes the save. And it looks like we're going to get a pro program with those two. They were kind of uh, squaring off against each other, you know, talking trash and what have you. And even the announcers kind of hinted at, I guess, you know, Sexy Star and Pentagon are on a collision course now. Uh, and it's another solid show from Lucha Underground. Nothing to complain about. I know I didn't give you much as far as the in-ring stuff, but it was nothing, really, nothing in, this, in the main event was that crazy. You know, put the guy, you know, in a couple of insane kicks. But outside of that, there wasn't much big offense. So I guess that's why we were a little light on the match descriptions. But this is a good show. I love Lucha Underground. If you're not watching it, I don't know why you're not watching it. You really should be. Okay, and before we get to PWG out of nowhere, which that's the name of the show, Out of Nowhere, we're going to do a little bit of uh, wrestling news for you. There's a couple of items. Uh, I'm not going to take a lot of time. Just figure something to add to the show where I'll, I'll give you guys a few things that you may not have heard. Number one, the big story this week, AJ Lee has basically, uh, well, they're calling it a retirement, that she has retired from the WWE. Uh, No surprise here, really. Uh, Her husband, CM Punk, has been at odds with the company. There's a lot of lawsuits going back and forth. And um, I'm sure it was very difficult for her to be in that situation. I'm not saying that WWE was treating her badly. They let her get a victory over the champion at WrestleMania. So I'm not gonna sit here and say that I think you know, that we definitely didn't bury her. But you don't know what the attitude was behind the scenes. Also I'm sure, you know, it's gotta be weird for her working for a company that her new newly wedded husband uh loaves. and that might have caused some pressure at home as well. So uh, I think it was a probably a tough situation for her. I've always gone on record. I'm not the biggest AJ Lee fan. Nothing gets the girl personally. I don't know her personally. I'm just not a big fan of her in work. But I do hope for the best for her. There are rumors that maybe they wanted to try to start a family. If that's the case, good luck to them. And wherever she goes, or wherever we see her next, if we see her next, I'm sure that she'll, you know, she'll do well. She's she's a decent talker, and that'll always get you over in the business. As far as the whole retirement as opposed to being released and something like that, I think that's more of a situation where WWE kind of holds her hostage a little as far as going to work with TNA or somebody like that. Uh, because uh, if you're released, you can go anywhere you want. But if you're retired, then they could uh, kind of hold you to that contract much like they were doing to Rey Mysterio. So we'll see. we'll see what happens in the uh, coming months for AJ Lee. Also, um, in Ring of Honor, Tommaso Ciampa, who we talked about, he was in the main event, that four-way match at the 13th anniversary show. He has left the company. Not much uh, background to what happened here. Reading between the lines of what he has said and what I've heard you know, looking around through the internet and listening to others, it just seems like uh, he he hasn't been happy for a while with uh, his character. I guess he decided it was time for him to maybe move on, try his hand elsewhere. I don't know if there's something brewing for WWE, maybe NXT, or, or TNA. I could definitely see him showing up in TNA. Um, I think he would probably work quite well on TNA, actually. I don't watch a lot of TNA. But from the kind of roster they have, uh, I could just, just see chopper fitting there. So, uh, you know, it would be interesting to see. He could just, you know, maybe he'll go to Japan, you know. He fights kind of a strong style, and that that would work in Japan. So um, no word yet of where he's going and what his plans are, but I'm sure that that, that will crop up soon. Um, in other news... For those who didn't see it, um, I believe if you go on YouTube, you can you can catch this. It's around. If you look around on the internet, you'll find it. Uh, Lucha Underground did hold a ceremony for Perrago Jr. It did not air on the TV show. I actually, sadly to say, I have not got a chance to watch it. I have so much stuff to watch that's come out for this WrestleMania weekend, I will. I'm probably going to watch it tonight after I record this podcast. I heard it's very moving. And if you get a chance, you guys should try to look for it. I also heard that they're circling is a triple A with their ceremony for the, the fallen Paraguayo Jr., who also we're now hearing apparently had some problems, some neck issues prior to what happened to him. From what i understand and uh this is I'm, of course not getting this i'm getting this the same way any of you guys would get it off the internet but it's very similar to edge and why Edge retired apparently paraguayo had a similar condition and uh, Edge edgy retired because of this condition and i can see what happened here to to perro and um uh, it's sad, you know, to think that this is what contributed to his death. I'm sure as time goes on, more will come out about this. But uh, it's still uh, pretty sad to hear. And uh, that's all we got for this time. Um, like I said, I'm going to try to bring guys a little bit more, a little bit of a news thing between shows for you guys. just to try to keep you guys on what's going on, the latest things uh, during the week. But now let's get on to the main event of our show, which is PWG, that's Pro Wrestling Guerrilla, and their Out of Nowhere show, February, actually, um, I think it was February 26th that this show aired, and the opening match was Biff Busick versus Speedball Mike Bailey. Bailey is from Canada. Uh, Let me start by saying I apologize if any bad language slips while I describe this match. This match, I'm telling you right now, i have never taken so many notes for a match uh, in all the time that I've been doing this podcast. I have to tell you that I myself must have yelled holy shit about three or four times during this opening match. Who is this kid, Mike Bailey, and where has he been wrestling? I know he's from Canada. But where has he been? Like, what promotion has he been in? This is like the most hidden gem I can remember seeing in so long. We'll get into it. Uh, You know, music controls the match early on, not the action. Um, Then Bailey unleashes unleashes some sick kicks. Does a springboard moonsault, plonks him to the floor. The crowd is already loving the action. Biff, we regains the advantage, and he's putting quite a beating on the kid for a bit there. Um, and then here comes Bailey. He does this back flip double knee drop, which the crowd completely popped for. I pop for. They said that he hit a standing Cancun tornado, but that's wrong. That's not what I would call it. What he was was he hit a standing... Corkscrew shooting star press. I have never seen that before. Amazing. The reaction from the crowd was priceless. Gets the two count. I can't even tell you every move that was hit in this match. Believe me, there's a bunch more great moves that I'm not even telling you about in this match. And a lot more near falls. Then at one point, Bailey hits a shooting star. Double knee drop to the back of Busek. What the f? He barely kicks out in time. I am in amazement. The crowd is literally going bananas at this point. After a few more ripping kicks, Bailey goes back up top and gets his head taken off by a Biff Busek European uppercut. Bailey crashes to the apron and then the floor like he got shot. Bucic climbs to the second rope and reaches down and pulls a dazed Bailey up. And then does like a modified sleeper suplex all the way back into the ring. Basically, Speedball just lands face first in the mat. Biff covers and this freaking kid kicks out. A sick lariat follows. Somehow, Bailey kicks out again. What the hell am I seeing here? Uh, Biff counters a reverse roll-up into a weird naked choke. Finally, it's over. Um, he gets the tap out. Four plus five stars. What a match. This match was so good that I'm now rethinking my stance on Music. I am going to record sing. I don't understand what everybody sees in this guy. But as good as I love Mike Bailey right now, I cannot sit here and just give credit to one guy for a match this good. So, Busick has to get credit. So, I have to say, maybe I'm starting to become a believer in one Biff Buzik after this match. Incredible. And, you know, it doesn't stop here. This was probably the highlight, but it doesn't stop. The next match, who we just spoke about, Tommaso Ciampa, faces Cedric Alexander. This is a hard-hitting affair. A lot of strikes. You know, Champa is all about uh, a lot of knee strikes. Alexander, a lot of forearms and kicks. Champa wants to take in control. Suddenly, so comes back. He hits a snap suplex on Champa, which takes him right into the turnbuckle. Nasty bump there. Champa winds up hitting his, that running knee of his to a corner. Alexander, and he goes the you know, child chance one more time. So when he hits the rope to do it again, Cedric jumps up and is able to hit a springboard ends gurry, uh which sounded, that's echoed throughout the arena. Mass continues. Champa tries for a Project Champa, but is countered into a kick to kill. But uh, it's not enough for the win. Then Cedric does get caught with the Project the Champa, but he kicks out of that. Then they're fighting on the top rope, and this is hard to explain. He somehow, Champa got caught up where his legs got tangled in the buckle and his head, and he kind of got stuck where he couldn't pull himself out. And what happens is Cedric winds up hitting three straight drop kicks to Champa's head that's just stuck there exposed, then hits the lumbar check, Gets the win. Three and a half stars. Fantastic match. The crowd loved it. Crowd loved both men, uh, but definitely were pro Cedric here. Cedric's one of those guys I keep talking about that uh, one of these days he's going to be on the national stage. You're going to wonder where was this guy? Well, this guy's been around the Independence and he's been tearing it up. Next match. John Silver. And Alex Reynolds, I think they're called the Beaver Boys or something. It was hard to hear the announcer what he called them. Versus the best friends, Chucky Taylor and Trent Barreta. This was kind of a comedy tag match. There was a lot of blue humor, if you will. There was some incredible sequences in this match. I mean, incredible, uh, especially by the Beaver Boys uh, in the middle of the match. But uh, it ends as they double choke slam Reynolds and Pinham. Three stars. It's one of the best comedy matches I've ever seen. And this is probably the worst show on the entire card. I'm giving it three stars. Um, it was not a bad match. This was a fun match. Chuck Taylor is uh, really great in these comedy matches. Uh, he really excels at them. But And although it was a comedy match, it was still a lot of hard-hitting action. Next match, A.R. Fox versus A.C.H. What this is a great matchup. Uh, the match is very even throughout. You know, we got drop kicks, They so have leg drops, you got dives, what have you. These guys are just hitting everything in their arsenals. At one point, ACH does a Dez press. And then the elbow drop with the theatrics, a la Stone Cold Steve Austin, which the crowd popped for and started chanting uh, Stone Cold ACH. Later on, there's a great flying ace crusher by A.R. Fox for a near fall. And he hits a somersault dive over the post on the ACH. This seems to be the new um, thing of this diving over ring posts. I'm hoping I'm wrong. I'm hoping it never happens. But I always see once, you know, something new becomes the fad, eventually someone's going to get injured. and. I would hate to think of what happens if someone gets injured on a dive over a ring post. But let's hope I'm wrong and let's hope it never happens. Match continues. Fox has ACH down. Fox goes for a 6.30 time, but ACH gets his knees up. Hits the Stone Cold Stunner. Then a snap German Suplex. He gets the three count. What a match. Man, PWJ freaking rules, man. (laughs) Three and a half stars. Now, ACH is a superstar in the making. I mean, I'm not sure who I think is the better in-ring guy, A.R. Fox or ACH. They're pretty even. But ACH, where he excels is his charisma. He has such an in-ring charisma that I seriously do not understand how WWE and TNA and all these other bigger companies are not beating down his door to bring him in. I just don't understand. Our next match is Drew Gulak versus Chris Hero. I was, you know, this I didn't know, you know, I, I I can't say that Hero never really has a bad match, even though I'm not a fan of his. I can't say he wrestles bad matches, and Gulak usually is in good matches too. I'm just not an overall fan of the styles that they do. But I, at this point, everything's been so great in PWG that uh, I, I had high hopes, and it was this is more of a teacher versus student because Hero, I uh, helped train Drew Gulak, and there's a lot of respect early on, you know, and it's you know kind of a mat wrestling match, is what I thought we were going to be seeing. And then Gulak starts to amp it up, and he starts working the left leg, and uh, Hero starts to come back with some vicious chops, kicks, elbows. These guys are training. Ridiculous strikes! I mean, this is right out of New Japan Strong Style. I mean, these guys are just standing in the middle of the ring, hitting each other as hard as they can. Drew applies the Gulak, which is an inverted sharpshooter. I always thought that was going to be the finish, but uh, Hero was able to get to the ropes. Uh, the match ends actually when Hero he hits a Tombstone pile Driver, which he's been beating everybody with lately. And follows it with a regular jumping power driver, for the pin, three stars. Very hard hitting match, as you can imagine, with Hero. I uh, can't say it'd be bad. Good match. Very, very good match. It's uh, this continues. And by the way, this crowd is—they are hot. They have been hot from the opening bell. They have not waned at any point uh, in this show up up to the, uh, the midway point here. Our next match, uh, Matt Seidel versus Ricochet. Wow, I mean, are we getting some dream matchups on this show or what? Uh, This was a great mix of Matt wrestling, high-flying, and striking. There's at one point a deadlift, shoulder-capture bridging suplex by Ricochet for near-fall. First time I ever see him do that. Then Ricochet hits a blue thunderbomb. A la El Generico, which got the crowd uh, singing the Olay song, mem- and I guess in memory of the no longer there El Generico. As a matter of fact, Chucky e. T, who was doing Kes commentary on this match, <laughs> made some comment like, uh, Poor El Generico was shot and killed in Mexico. <laughs> of course, that's not really anything to laugh, but it's not true, of course. Uh, El Generico now wrestling as Sami Zayn in NXT. But uh, he was a legend on the indie scene. Uh, back to the match. Pump Handle Driver by Seidel. I love that move by his. I'm surprised more guys haven't tried to steal it. Uh, Ricochet hits the John Woo, which is that shotgun drop kick, But then he misses the shooting star press. They go back and forth again with, uh, you know, a lot of uh, high-flying tries and dives. But in the end, Ricochet hits the Vertigo. I haven't seen him hit this move, like, all year. Uh, It's just amazing how much stuff this guy has in his arsenal. And he gets the three count with it. uh, Four stars. And I am just awestruck with this show, I gotta tell you. Our next match, the Young Bucks... My favorite tag team and Dave Meltzer's favorite tag team, uh, as they told us during the, during the introductions. By the way, Meltzer is sitting in the crowd for this match uh, and this show, are facing Monster Mafia, who was Josh Alexander, and All-Ego Ethan Page, who we've been talking about, was appearing at the Evolve shows, and so he's here as part of Monster Mafia. Uh, The Mafia have a good showing here Against the Bucks A lot of going back and forth A lot of uh, great tag team wrestling At one point Josh suplexes both Bucks simultaneously That was an impressive sign of uh, strength From from, uh, young Josh Alexander Who by the way He wrestles with headgear uh, Like Rick Steiner used to do Apparently uh, due to uh, some very bad cauliflower ear he gets from his amateur wrestling days. But you know what? It, uh, like he did with Rick Steiner, it makes him look a little different. and So, you know, anything different is kind of cool. So I kind of like that he with Back to the match. I mean, there's so many double team moves. I can't even name them. This was a really wild match. Uh, they were pulling out a lot of stuff I've never seen. Of course, you know, at some point... Hashtag SuperKick Party had a breakout and uh, when it did it was fantastic. They have Young Bucks really have the advantage. They blow kisses to Dave Meltzer, who's uh, sitting in the front row, and hit the Meltzer driver as the arena erupts. They get the win. Three and a half stars. Sorry I couldn't give you more of a description. It's just really like it was so fast. And so much like this crazy double team stuff I've never seen before. But uh, this is a match you should definitely seek out. Really, really great match. If you're a Young Bucks fan, this is a great match. And to see uh, this young team, Monster Mafia, very impressive. And I'd like to see a lot more of them in the future. And then we get our main event. Roderick Strong versus Trevor Lee for the PWG World Heavyweight title, I have to say, from the very beginning, I have never seen Trevor Lee work before. I have heard of him. I have never seen him. So I was kind of interested to see him against one of my favorite, personal favorite wrestlers, Roderick Strong. So I was very much looking forward to this match. Um, And this was a very good professional wrestling match. Both guys getting their stuff in. Strong maybe a little bit more. He hits a half Nelson backbreaker. That's one of my favorite moves of his. A bridging German for a near fall by Trevor Lee. Then we get a strong breaker from Roddy. And he charges. I think he was trying to get the sick kick here. But what happens is Lee hits a standing moonsault. away slam for two. If you have not seen this move, I will tell you right now. Go to YouTube. Search Trevor Lee. Top 20 moves of Trevor Lee. I think it's number 3 on his list. And uh, watch this standing moonsault fall slam. It's fantastic. Uh, he winds up hitting Orange Crush a little later for a near fall. I think Orange Crush is actually the number 2 move on that list. Uh, that's another really nice move. Uh, so he hits that for a, uh, a near fall. Match continues. Roddy winds up hitting the sick kick. Then follows with a Gibson driver, but Lee kicked out. I thought that was the end right there. Small package by Lee that the crowd completely bought as the finish. They thought it was three. Uh, He did kick out at two, but uh, they had thought it was three. They erupted. Match continues. Strong hits a few hard jumping knee strikes. And then he does that move again that I talked about in the main event of the WWN show on our last broadcast, um, it's like Death by Roderick, except he lands like a code breaker. Again, it's, it's basically, if you don't know what Death by Roderick is, it's not helping you much. I'll try to explain it like I did last time. Basically, he has somebody in a fireman's carry position and tosses him up in the air. Now, Death by Roderick was that he tosses him up in the air and they come out crashing into a double knee gut buster. Well, now he's kind of changed it. Where well, he throws them way up in the air, and they come down into a cold breaker. Sick-looking move. Guess the three count. Um, I gave this match three stars. The crowd was not dead in any means, but I think them, like me, have saw so much insane action getting up to this point that we were maybe a little both worn out. But the crowd definitely wasn't as hot as they were for some of the other matches. Nothing wrong with this match. It was a great match. i given it three stars. Just though there was, a, you know, about maybe four better matches on the show. But this was, I got to tell you, uh, the crowd was not happy at this finish as Roderick wins and uh, retains his title. But I was happy. that I loved this show. I think, in my opinion, covering, uh, this is now, what, 23 or 24 episodes? Of Indie Talk Wrestling. This is the best show I've seen. This is the best show. I have reviewed. On this podcast. And if you guys get a chance. You really need to seek this out. It's PWG. Out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And uh, definitely. Catch your show. This is what I'm talking about. Independent wrestling. You know. If you're only watching WWE. Or TNA. Even the underground. Which does you know. Incorporate some indie stars, but if you're not watching some of this great indie action, you have no idea about guys like Speedball Mike Bailey, about guys like Cedric Alexander, everybody in this you know on this show basically. But you know A. R. Fox, A. C. H. Matt Seidel Well, you might know Matt Seidel from his time in uh, WWE, but the Matt Seidel and Evan Bourne cannot be. Two more different, uh, he doesn't even look like himself because he has a beard now. And he definitely doesn't wrestle like himself. And even I, uh, guys like the Young Bucks, but even I get to see guys who I haven't seen who amaze me. Trevor Lee, very impressive. This Monster Mafia team, definitely impressive. So this is why I'm here to tell you about these independent shows. To tell you to try to catch some of this stuff. And see these guys are the future of the business. You know, John Cena, Seth Rollins, um, Dean Ambrose. These all are guys who came from the same place these guys are coming from. So if you want to see the next Dean Ambrose, you want to see the next John Cena, you want to see the next Seth Rollins, you want to see the next Damian Sandow, whoever it is, you're going to catch them in the And I think it's kind of cool to see these guys... Before they make it big and see them at their raw potential. And uh, I think it's great stuff. And that's our show. We are going to be banging shows out like crazy. I have a Ring of Honor show that we have to go over with uh, Simone Joe faces uh, for the title of Jay Briscoe. So we have that show we have to review. Um, there's a Shine show. That's uh, a women's wrestling independent show. Uh, that I have on tap and some other stuff too. So there's going to be a lot of show coming. Uh, plus, of course, Lucha Underground when it uh, returns this coming week. So there's plenty of stuff, plenty of independent stuff that uh, has all happened over the last couple of weeks. I'm going to get to it as quickly as I can. And also, if you guys like Japanese wrestling, check out my other podcast, which is Strong Style Wrestling, and uh, where we talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling. I will be probably posting a new episode tomorrow, which will talk about the invasion attack show from, uh, April 3rd, I believe it was to be a, a really great show. So again, if you, if you enjoy this show and I, I hope you do, and uh, you're interested in hearing more stuff like about the world of, uh, Japan, mostly new Japan pro wrestling is really 99% of what you're going to see over there. Uh, what I talk about, but, uh, Which, in my opinion, is the best professional wrestling in the world right now is New Japan. So if you also want to check that show out, uh, you can find it. It's on iTunes or also check uh, on my blog. Uh, That's also available. It's it's called Strong Style Wrestling Podcast. And uh, check that out as well. And if you like this show, you should like that one. And uh, until next time, thank you for listening and bye-bye.